0: This is the Power oh, Power high, Podcast. High. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit <laughs> Bible hit, topics, smash book smash, studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Okay, it is with a heavy heart that we come today and we pray first before we continue here in First Timothy 5. Lord, I pray your grace over lives that were affected yesterday, the shooting in Texas, but not just that our world is so broken and tired, worn out, discouragement abounds, hopelessness abounds, and people are reaching and grabbing for something to answer all the questions. Steady to step on, to steady their steps, but all of it is fleeting, and all of it is fading, and all of it is failing. Whether we are finding, trying to find an identity different from the one you gave us, or an ambition or goal different from the one you gave us, all of it. Matters not at all. In a world without Christ, I don't know how they survive, Lord. So help us as believers to fix our eyes on you. Because in doing that, we can be effective. And that's really where the only hope comes from. Oh, we have our side shows and we have our side flings and we have our side games and we have a bunch of answers that we think are valid. But it ultimately points to to this. If we want to change our culture, we set our sight on you. But it's humbling, God. Because we want to be heroes. Deep within us, we want to be heroes. But the only true hero is Christ himself. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to jump down here. Um, We talked yesterday um, about, well, yesterday was kind of heavy, getting involved in uh, the, the, not just the importance, like the purpose of the church is to meet needs. Um, and if it's not meeting needs, uh, from monetary to spiritual, um, if it's not meeting needs, what is it? Our churches have kind of turned into club meetings um, that you check off once a week and that is totally absent from the Holy Spirit. Um, where is he even? Um, but if we are going to be Kingdom-oriented, if we are going to change our culture, we have got to get this thing settled right away, that we are not on this earth for us. We are on this earth for others. Um, I want to I touch down um, at this, at a specific part of this chapter that's pretty hard. Um... To wrap our mind around, because we have, we, our culture, mostly has a problem with commitment. Because we feel that in committing to our vows and committing to the church um, and not hopping around, we feel like there there is some, there is at some point something that will validate a removal of our commitment to our vows and commitment to our church. And while we have heard, um, and while we know that when even when we when we make marriage vows and God in scripture has said, let no man death parts man or wife. I didn't know this is gonna be a hard one. But we need to see that these repercussions, we need to understand that this idea of casting people off and and throwing out our vows isn't just confined to man and wife commitment. And that it bleeds over to other parts of our life where we can just be so fluid in our commitments and therefore not committed at all. Our culture obviously is a mess in this area. The nuclear family has been compromised to a point that I, I don't know. I mean, we've emasculated men. We've required that women be men. We've put such low expectations on our kids basically eating them alive, and we kill our unborn. We are so destructive as a culture. At every angle, Satan has had a heyday, destroying the family. But I want to submit that this, you know, commitment it talks about in this chapter has nothing to do with marriage. You know what it talks about? A widow who decides to stay committed to a church. Pulled aside by her want to get married. Let's read it. But refuse to put younger wid- I'm at verse 11, widows on the list, for when they feel sensual desires in regard of disre- in disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. Now, is it wrong to get married? No. What, what what has the break been is that she committed to something and broke it off because it feels if anything encapsulates our culture as a whole not just to her here it's this something pulls me away emotionally and emotions are valid. I can throw off my commitment. Commitment to my church. Commitment to the community of my church. Yeah. Yeah. That. That seems harsh. Don't make promises. You want to change culture. Don't make promises. You're not going to keep. And you know, when you commit. It's not necessarily spoken. But when you commit to the body of Christ. You commit to be a member of the body of Christ. You commit to be a hand, a foot. An ear, an eye. And ears and eyes and foots and and hearts and hands do not walk off. I think this is centered a little deeper in this idea. I know it was for me that I'm just not that important. Who cares? No one's going to miss me. It's really self-centered. I'm going to raise my hand here. It's really self-centered, self-deprecating. And not only do you need to, to address the issue of being your worst enemy, you need to realize that you're lying to yourself. And that every member of the body of Christ is important. And the thing isn't about you. It isn't about me. Would that we had a generation that knows what it was like for parents to be committed. Until death. More importantly... What it was like to be committed to the body of Christ. Rain, sleet, or snow. Now this chapter gets more into that. Because it talks about elders and it talks about how when when you suspect an elder is in sin, there needs to be more than just one witness. But couched in there. Solidified in Paul's words is the idea that you do not prejudge. You do not assume. You do not respect for this for for status sake. You want to hold it together. Judgment's got to go. If you want to hold it together, whether or not you prefer someone or not, church, is not on the table. Is this person faithful with the word? Is he showing up every week? Whether or not you like him or like the way he, he or she said that, You just need to decide. And it's a spiritual, supernatural decision, just like any vow, any commitment. To say, this is the place. This is where God has me. And I'm not moving. Until God says, do something over there. See, that needs needs to be rolling off our tongue when people say, hey, how come you're not coming to church anymore? God specifically told me to go do this thing over there not i didn't I didn't feel like it. I got in a fight with Lizzie so and so hurt my feelings. I didn't like the decision on that no, no, no did God tell you to do a thing over there? What did chapter Four say? It's talking about, and we'll refer to now, what Timothy is supposed to command and what Timothy is supposed to teach. And that is this. For it is for this we labor and strive. This is actually chapter four now. Labor and strive because we have fixed our hope on the living God. Is our hope? In Fred. No. Is there hope in that last pastor? Nope. If you have a pastor that sustain that you feel sustains you spiritually, and that you cannot live without, you need to find different footing. You need to get on down that burning ladder. Because they are dropping off left, right, and center. Am I right? Our hope is Christ alone. Our preferences have little to do with it. Hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. Prescribe and teach these things. And he says this again in uh, verse... 1st uh, Timothy chapter 5, i okay. verse 7, prescribe these things as well, so that they may not, so that they may be above reproach. Verse 5, right before that, now she who is a widow indeed, And who has been left alone, remember yesterday, has fixed her hope on God. We have no business fixing our hope on things, laws, pastors. our preferences. We have no business fixing our hope on anyone but Jesus Christ. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.